The Holy Gospel for today is from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was a descendant from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for you see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go and see this thing that has taken place, which the angels have made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. For a birth story, there aren't a lot of details about the baby. I mean, let's be honest, when you get a birth announcement in the mail, there's probably more details on that 4 by 6 or 5 by 7 card than the Gospel of Luke gives us about the details of this child who is born. The last birth announcement I got told me the height and weight, the date the child was born, down to the time the full name, first, middle, and last, and I got a beautiful picture of a baby. So I knew that baby had some hair, not a lot, and was just a cute little peanut. But Luke, our writer of this gospel, doesn't give us all of those traditional measurements. 
It is believed that Luke was a physician, a doctor, and I just can't help but think he missed on all of those medical assessments. There should have been a line like, mother and child are doing just fine, or perhaps the health, like APGAR score, or something along those lines, right? But no, Jesus gets essentially one line. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the baby, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. That's it. That's what we get. rest of the story really doesn't have much to do with Jesus. He is completely defined by the clothing he is put in and the crib that he is lying in. It's amazing. We know he wore swaddling clothes or bands of cloth and laid in a manger. Even later on in the story, when the shepherds are told about them, the angel says, by the way, here's how you'll know him, bands of cloth in a manger. Not he was the one with the curly hair and the chubby cheeks or he's the sweet little baby who's not making a sound. Nope. All about the crib and the clothes. But it is a detailed story, nevertheless. In fact, most of the details are actually up front in this incredible art display that you are looking at. And I feel if I fail at the sermon, the art will carry me forth. So I'm thankful for that. All of the people who are in this narrative are up here for us to see and to recognize the various parts they have in this story. And one of the things I love about the art that we have here is as detailed as our original artist is, our kids took it to another level. Now, if you look closely, you might notice our sheep, they were given eyes by our kids. And our shepherds actually got little dots for eyes. And over in the far panel, there are a lot of extra details. Grass put in, even the star, which was originally painted yellow by a controlling pastor with her hand in the air. The kids said, no, 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 let's add some detail to that star. A little black, a little purple, a little red. And they made it their own. But the one part of this picture that doesn't have much detail is actually Jesus himself, right in the middle. And he was hard for us when we were creating it to see, and so the detail went into his quilt and to his crib, those bands of cloth and the manger. Christmas, for most of us, is a holiday that is about details. In fact, I would gather that many of you, like me, make lists so that you can get through the various details that you need to make sure you cover. In order to make sure that you don't forget one of those precious steps that somebody thinks is so essential that if you leave out, it will make or break Christmas. Did you forget to make that cookie that your in-law loves or to place that precious ornament in the center of the tree? One of the things we get each Christmas is a detailed Christmas list from my in-laws. And as I sat down at breakfast the other day, I was making note of the gift requests of my nephews and nieces, noticing that they put down the shoe size, the shoe brand, and everything. But the detail or the list item I liked the best was from my nephew, Miles, who is 11 years old. He wrote this, a brother 
who likes sports. <laughs> now, I would guess the like sports detail is essential to that really being a gift for him. I also don't think he's going to get it. Some of you right now are probably thinking about the details of what you have to do later today. When do the rolls go in the oven? Did I pick up the ice? When are they getting in from the airport? And will we make it in time? The details of this day can drive us crazy. And as much as we know we should just put them away and remain focused on what this day is all about, Jesus, it's hard. Life is busy and there are a lot of details. But here's the thing. The Christmas story that we heard this morning does contain many details. Details about the lives of the people that were a part of this original story. And as I've been thinking about it, I just keep wondering, why in the world is there so little information about Jesus when he's the most important part? Why does he only get one line in the midst of this incredible story? And then I realized that maybe that's the most important feature about God in the first place. That the God we know and love and experience in the person of Jesus is the God who cares about the details of our lives. Who cares about ordinary people like you and me who does know to the finest detail where we come from, be it the region and the city and the town like we heard about Joseph, or the details about Mary being young and pregnant. God is paying attention to these details, and God is willing to come and live in the midst of them. And daring to become flesh and live among us, God sends us a message. I am not some far-off, distant God, but a God who comes near. I am a God who is willing to be born for you and to you in the mix and mess of those long lists that you have and all of those obligations. And I'm willing to lay down my own sense of obligation in order to pay attention to you and what matters most to you. I love you so much that I'll come near and be with you when you feel displaced. I love you so much that I will come near and be with those who are pushed to the margin like the shepherds. I love you so much and will come near that I will see you and care about you and each and every day of your life. And it might sound trite or not seem that extraordinary, but think about how many people really care about those details in your life. I mean, I would gather it's just a few people, those you love most. I'm one of those parents who tries really hard to hear about the details of my kids' lives when they go to school. And I've tried all sorts of different tactics to get them to tell me more. I've been like, you have to tell me three things about your day. And sometimes the three things are like one thing repeated in three different ways. Very disappointing. <laughs> sometimes it's highs and lows. Other times it's tell me what you learned today. Tell me what you learned but you wish you hadn't learned. I mean, my kids have suffered with me. But last year, my youngest daughter 
heard my cry to tell me about the details of her day. And so she decided to take it to a whole new level. We often walk after school, and I said, I want to hear more. She goes, okay, I'll tell you about my day from the moment I left you to the moment I came back home. <laughs> so I walked up the three steps to the top of the bus. I looked around and saw a seat five seats back. I walked down the aisle. <laughs> it was a little much. I let her talk the whole walk, and when she returned to it the next day, I walked up the three steps of the bus. I said, all right, all right, I know about the bus. Let's jump ahead. That was too much for me. God cares about the details of our life. And in telling us the story of Jesus and how he was born and giving us details about the governor and about Mary and Joseph, God sends us a message that says, I am paying attention to you. I am noticing you and your life and the things you care about and the things that are hard, and I am with you in all things. God is paying attention to you on those days where you can't find a seat on the bus. And God wants to hear about it. God is paying attention to you when you are overlooked and left out. God is paying attention to you when the world seems to be spiraling out of control and government officials are pushing other people around. And God is saying, I see all of you. God is paying attention to you in your joy and in your grief. God is paying attention to you each and every day in the extraordinary moments and the mundane ones. And so that is what we celebrate today. This God who dares to be born and to live among us, Jesus our Emmanuel, God with us, who gets messed up in the crazy details of our life, and who comes to us and is born this day for you, for all of you, wanting to know every detail of your life. Amen. <laughs>